Learning Outside the Lines podcast. I'm Ann Ryan, your host, homeschool mom of four and passionate about education and helping our children learn best. I want to start today by thanking all my listeners. I've definitely noticed an increase in my following and my listenership, and I so appreciate that. And I hope that that means that you've gotten some information that will help you in your homeschool life. That is what this is all about, and I encourage you to please leave me feedback whenever possible so that I can make sure that I'm addressing topics that are of interest and importance to you. As the beginning of a new year is upon us, I wanted to talk a little bit today about planning, but probably not quite how you might expect. If you listen to my show, you know that I'm not a big structured homeschooler and I don't plan out my year with calendars or weekly or monthly goals. And if that's what works for you though, that is wonderful. That's just not how we work. And there are many resources out there on blogs and Facebook groups that can help with that if that is your style. But today I want to talk more about planning for peace of mind and for my own reality. We each have our own reality as far as what works in our house and what doesn't. We might have kids that are a lot more structured. We might have kids that are a lot more laid back. We might have kids with learning disabilities. We might have multiple ages. We might have toddlers in the mix. We all have our own reality and what works for someone else doesn't work for us and vice versa. And I think a lot of times people get caught up in the fall with planning for the new programs and they want to have a schedule and they want to have a routine. And I get that. I totally get that. I've been doing this now for, I don't even know, I've lost count, 13, 14 plus years. And every year for the longest time, I started every year with this desire to have this quote perfect homeschool routine and that's normal we all want something that works great so I'm not saying that that's an unrealistic expectation again everybody has their own reality and usually when I would sit down and I would plan out a calendar and I would plan out different ideas that I had It might last a few days, a few weeks, maybe a few months at the most, but ultimately it never really played out for us. It never worked in the long run. And sometimes I would beat myself up over that. A lot of times though, I would get this epiphany that that just was not our reality. And despite what I might think that I want or what I might think that we need, that just isn't really what works for us. And I will totally admit that this podcast kind of came from my planning session that I was doing this week. And I sat down and I started looking at some of the stuff that I did earlier in the year. So back in end of May, early June, I started looking just a little bit, not a whole lot, but I started looking at some things that we were going to be doing in the fall. One of the great resources that we have locally is what's called a homeschool campus. That's just what they call themselves. But it's basically a place where we go that has classes. So it's not a co-op. I don't teach. I pay for classes with teachers to teach my kids. And they have a huge variety of classes for K through 12, from core subjects to enrichment subjects. And it's a great resource. And they have a variety of classes from more academic classes to classes that are just fun, like 
cake, de cake decorating, which my daughter is taking this year. But they also have classes like IEW, which is Institute for Excellence in Writing, and they have Glencoe text science classes, things like that that are more academic, more structured, more text-based. When in the late May or June, when I was looking at these classes, I thought, oh, there are some classes that are more academic, more structured than what we do at home. I really should, you know, try these out. I should, these will benefit my kids. And I signed them up for them. Now that it's fall and it's almost time, I went back in because I have uh, three children taking classes there. So I needed to go in and I needed to look at my calendar, look at overlap, see how my day was planned. I started looking at these classes that I had signed up for my kids. And I had one of those moments of what was I thinking? We are not an IEW family. <laughs> not that that's a bad program for those that like it, but we really aren't. We are a Brave Writer family. We, we like more, more organic, more, more relaxed learning. That just, it made me laugh when I start, started to really look at what I had signed up for. Because I know, I know where I was at at that point, trying to think that, oh, they might have gaps or they might have some things that they are weak on. So this will be a good way to strengthen that skill. But in reality, no, no, it's not. They might have some weaknesses that I have to work on, but that really isn't the best way to strengthen that. And so I really sat back, I looked at the classes, I deleted some of the ones that were, you know, a lot more rigorous or academic that I didn't think was going to be a good match for my kids. And I added a couple things in that I knew that would be a much better match. I added in archery because hello, how cool is that? And I added in a board game strategy class, which again, they're learning a lot, but it's a lot more fun than perhaps an essay writing class. Now, again, not that an essay writing class isn't valuable, but we can gain those skills in other ways. I also added in things like chess and looking at some of the other options. One was a books to film class. Now, this is we looked at the books that were used and some graphic novels. And my daughter, my high school daughter, was very excited about this. One of the things that they are using is a Batman comic from like 1966. And it is the really old Batman TV show with Adam West, if that's aging me, but if you know who that is. And she was like totally loving that idea, comparing, you know, the comics to what the TV show was like. And there was other things, obviously, as well, that were exciting about that class. But that's the kind of learning that I want. That's the kind of learning that we do and that benefits us and our family. Getting caught up in some of the Instagram or the Facebook posts or the Facebook groups, I totally get how we can get caught up in these, these ideas of something better because we all want something better for our kids. But I just really, really want to encourage you to really just step back, set it aside for a little bit, maybe some things that you had planned or some things that you found, and stop and think about who you are, who you are as a parent and a teacher, as well as who your students are, what kind of learners they are, what they respond well to, what their strengths and weaknesses are, 
and then go back and look at some of those things you planned and reevaluate and double check to see, is that the best way to go? It might be, it might be that you have already hit it on the head and that is wonderful, but it might be that you need to adjust some things. It might be that you need to drop a couple things. It might be that you realize, wow, I really don't need to teach spelling and vocabulary and grammar and reading. I don't need to teach all those individual subjects with a program or a workbook. You really can do something different to gain all of those skills in a much simpler and a much more natural kind of experience or program. So this isn't about making anyone feel guilty or bad about something that they have planned. Not at all. This is just about rethinking who you are and what might work best for you and your kids and not focusing on what should be and what others are doing and what the quote standards say that you should be doing because those aren't relevant to you. Only what your kids need and what benefits your kids is what is relevant. And the other things can just be left aside. The other thing that I really have been focusing on and working on as far as incorporating into our year is the fun stuff. One of the great sessions I went to at that homeschool conference that I mentioned in my last episode was a game schooling session by my good friend Laurel. And it was so fun and exciting to be reminded how educational games can be. And really, this is one of the, those topics that you know. You know that games are educational. You know they can learn problem solving and teamwork and cooperation and strategy and deduction and math, etc., etc. They can learn so many skills with games. But we push games aside because they're not school. They're not academic. And we need to be reminded that yes, yes they are. Games are a wonderful way to learn and our kids love them. So why not use them more? So one of the things that I'm working on is incorporating more games. I've been doing a little bit of research, which of course is a rabbit trail that <laughs> you go down and can, can find all kinds of fabulous things. But games are really going to be more prevalent in our homeschool life this year. We've already started playing games, as a matter of fact, this summer, and my kids are really excited about them, as well as puzzles. Games kind of connected to puzzles for my daughter for whatever reason. She loves puzzles. She works on them a lot, and I often use that as my go-to when I catch her maybe on a screen that she's been on too long. I say, hey, let's put that away. Let's do a puzzle. And she immediately goes right into that. Like, there is no argument because she loves puzzles. And they can be the ones that are bigger pieces that might only be 100 pieces all the way up to, you know, 300, 500, 1,000 pieces. So it just depends on, you know, their age and their dexterity. Again, these are things that we should be incorporating a little bit more if this is what our kids want to do and what our kids respond to. Your kid might not like games, and that's fine too, but look at some other things that they might respond well to. That might be Legos, that might be crossword puzzles, that might be something else. That might They might just want to go out and play in the dirt, depending on their age, but find things that they respond to and then make that 
something that you make a priority. The other thing that I have been thinking about and working on is traveling. And I'm not talking about traveling long distances, though that's always fun times, but just local traveling. We have so many incredible opportunities for museums and aquariums and zoos in California. I'm so lucky to have these available to me. And one of the things that we do when school goes back in session, you can hear the the silent cheer go up when school starts of all homeschoolers because then the museums and the zoos and all of these things are much less busy. And you can go and get a much richer experience. In many cases, you've got a docent or a staff person one-on-one with you, and they are telling wonderful information that you just don't usually get if there's a big crowd of people there. I've had my kids have these one-on-one sessions with staff people at the zoos that they're talking about an animal and then they even get to feed an animal like that they normally never would have been able to do. It's been really, really wonderful. So one of the things that I've been doing is looking at all the different passes that we have, planning if I wanna buy some new ones, working on a plan for when we can go to some of these places. And sometimes I might think about how that might work with some of the subjects that we're doing like science or history, but Honestly, a lot of times I don't really focus on that. I don't really try to coordinate it because then it's forced. Then I feel like it loses some of the excitement and some of the spontaneity of it. And if I'm there trying to say, hey, remember we were talking about sharks, you know, X, Y, Z facts about sharks. And they're looking at me like, mom, this isn't school. And that's true. We want it to be fun and educational organically. So again, don't try to focus too much on linking it. But I think so many people kind of forget sometimes that during the school year is the perfect time to go on some of these trips. Go on, go to the museums, go to the aquariums, go to the children's museums, go to the art museums, go to the plays, go to the, all these different opportunities that we have that are just not as busy during the school year as they are in the summer when a lot of people are used to going. So today I just kind of want to wrap this up with the reminder to kind of let go of the idea of a structure for the year. And I'm not talking about just totally letting everything go, but letting go of the idea that we have in our head that we have to do things by certain times. Because inevitably something happens, life happens, somebody gets sick, or you end up having to go and help someone do something. It just is life. And sometimes we get so uptight with having to, oh, we're behind in math now because we didn't get it done last week. And so since we're behind in math, we're not going to go to the museum because we don't have time. The opposite should be happening. You should be saying, oh, we didn't get math done, but that's okay. We still got time to do it because we're on our own schedule. Yes, we're still going to that museum because that's going to be great. That's going to be fun. So just remember to not forget what it's all about. It's all about helping our kids have a more rich, meaningful, and well-rounded experience. We want our kids to learn organically. We want our kids to learn on their own terms. And that's what homeschooling is all about. And sometimes we just get stuck in that, quote, school model 
of having to do things on a certain timeline or a certain schedule. And while certainly a routine is helpful, I think a loose routine is helpful. Not so much a, a day of, you know, 9 to 11, we're doing this, and 11.30 to 12.30, we're doing this. Try to let go of the structure and just enjoy it. Because I can almost guarantee you, when your kids look back, they're going to remember the pajama days. They're going to remember the Harry Potter movie marathon that you had. They're going to remember the trips to the zoo when something crazy happened. They're going to remember those kinds of things, but they're not going to remember that you were a little bit behind in math. And they're not going to remember that, oh, we didn't get that history lesson done and mom is stressing out and (laughs) freaking out because suddenly we're behind an arbitrary schedule. So step back and look at the year through the lens of a child. What would they want to do? How would they want to learn? How would they want to gain information? And how would they want to spend time with their parents? And whatever you do, don't listen to the naysayers. Don't listen to the critics, the grandparents, the neighbors. Don't listen to them thinking that you aren't doing the best for your child because you're not doing it a certain way, because you're not doing it the quote school way. Don't listen to them because you've already done all the thinking. You've already done all the researching. You know that this is what's best for your child. So let that go and focus on what's important. I hope you've gotten a little bit of insight and maybe just a few light bulb moments today. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. And I hope that you'll subscribe to the podcast so you'll know when the next episode is released. Check me out on Facebook at the Learning Outside the Lines podcast, where I post different links or quotes or articles throughout the week, as well as find me on Instagram. I post a lot as Latte Books to Read, which is Latte Books and the number two, read. I love Instagram because it's so positive and I love to follow a lot of people on there. So please check me out on Instagram. I post only homeschooling things. I post books and different activities we've done in our homeschool life. I think Instagram is just a fun, positive way to share information. So check me out on there if you get a chance. So again, thanks so much for listening and I hope you have a great week. And in the meantime, Don't be afraid to go outside the lines.